Alex, the cost of inaction, if businesses aren't doing social media today, Mm -hmm. is they are losing out on not only where future customers are coming from, but where their existing customers today are living and learning about your brand and wanting to get in touch with you from the very beginning. We've got to talk about why that's so important now. I couldn't agree more. Let's, Let's talk about it. Let's do it. You're listening to the Endless Customers Podcast, where we help you earn trust and win customers in the age of AI. Welcome back to the Endless Customers Podcast. I'm Alex Winter, and I'm joined today by Connor Delaney, the Director of Revenue Operations here at Impact. Connor, what's up, buddy? What's up, my man? I'm so excited to be here, Alex. I'm excited to have you. Welcome to the show. You're in studio. I know. How freaking cool is this? First show, right? This yeah, is the first one? man. Yeah. Yes. First time in front of the mic. Yeah. Well, listen, you do a lot at Impact. I know you're the Director of Revenue Ops, but you also directed membership. You do a lot of sales and you do a lot of marketing. You have a ton of experience. But today we're really focusing in on social media. And I would love to pick your brain. I have some pretty hot topics that I think are going to help a lot of our listeners, a lot of our viewers. So let's just dive right into that. Sound good? Yeah, let's go for it, man. Cool. All right, Connor. So the idea of social media, it's it's very open-ended. There's tons of platforms. There's tons of options and opportunities for companies. But especially for smaller companies, uh, they might run things a little bit differently than bigger companies. What's your recommendation for smaller companies or for startups or for people that are really trying to get into the social media game and, and do it in a way that maximizes their efforts and hopefully drives revenue or at least leads to their business and do it the quote unquote right way. Right. Right. Well, the right way is different for different size businesses. And, you know, like you said, social media today is even more of a requirement. It's almost table stakes compared to what it used to be, which was this fun thing that like new tech companies were doing for companies today. If you're not on social, like that's where a lot of companies get found today. It's not always that they're going to, Google, because for a lot of folks, they may not need your services today. So it's a requirement because you have to be where your comp- your customers are. And so as, as folks are looking at what does success look like with social media, they have to be focusing on, is it going to help drive business the right way? Are they going to put in the effort that comes with, you know, doing any sales or marketing activity, are they willing to invest the time, the energy, the resources in order to make it happen? And for the smaller companies that I speak with, again, thinking small companies, the ones that have maybe the mom and pop shops to teams of less than, let's call it like 25, you know, Mm -hmm. we're not talking small isn't 150 person company or only a national brand. I'm talking about like local people. The ones that are doing social really well have a strategy around all of their sales and marketing efforts and social plays a key component. Because when I think about the role that social plays in the past, you know, it sounds, it sounds ridiculous, but in the past, like websites and the internet were the, the first place people went, but think about how much time you spend on social today. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Same. And, and people use it in different ways, but a lot of people are watching video content. A lot of people are consuming. They're talking to each other. There's always this more of like a community feel. Um, But when they go to social, they can stumble across your brand over and over and over and over again, organically, just because you're putting content out there. You know, YouTube shorts or Instagram reels or TikTok are great examples of video content in particular. And again, social isn't just video, but it's the trend that everyone's moving towards is using video. And so when I think about the way that users are exploring and finding brands, they're seeing it, they're experiencing it, and they're finding it in their their feeds over and over again. And what happens is if brands aren't investing the time and energy into 
how do I get in front of my customers where they are today, which has always been the thing about social. We were saying it 15 years ago. You have to be in front of where your customers are. We used to say it has to be the platform that your customers are on. We used to say business people are on LinkedIn and the kids are on Snapchat and Twitter and whatever. Right. And now people are kind of everywhere, but they're there for certain reasons or a limited amount of time. And now it's like the TikToks of the world or where a lot of people are finding brands. Um, but the key for, for, again, any small business in particular today is you've got to be there because it's where customers get that initial touch point. And once they get the initial touch point of, oh, I've heard of them, it's like what we used to say, you know, I think of like a story brand. In that book, there's always this story of, I sent this person 52 emails once a week for 52 weeks. And then on the 53rd, they finally opened it. For social, it's like, they might see five, six, seven of your videos. And then they might click on the eighth one and say, now I want to do something about it because now I actually care. Um, and it could be anything. It could right. be landscaping. It could be a tech tool. You know, I just downloaded an app on my phone the other day because I saw two different people playing it. I'm like, that looks fun and I'm going to play it. And it wasn't like an ad. It was just people talking about a game. Like people need to see those touch points more regularly, but they're already on these apps. So if you can get in front of that right audience, the engagement becomes more clear. And, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it more later, but yeah. um, so many of these smaller brands spend way too much time focusing on the vanity metrics of, we just have to have a viral video and it'll blow up our business. But I would rather focus on, I want to have a hundred people watching every single little piece of content I put out there and engaging with it every time. Cause maybe five of them are going to go fill out a form on my website or they're going to leave social media and go want to learn more about me. That's right. where I think smaller brands in particular can win. Um, but that's also where I think the large brands have an advantage, which is they can just focus on brand awareness and it doesn't have to be driving business for them. It's more the, like I said, the table stakes earlier. Right. It's like the awareness engine to keep the reminder there, to keep the brand present. Yeah. And it, for bigger brands, that works really well because that's not necessarily where they're converting. But I liked what you said about quality over quantity and that sometimes you know having a video that gets a million views like that's super cool good for you but yeah. did it convert any business did it did it actually lead people to want to learn more about your company or about you or about your brand that's uh that's something that i think people really need to listen to and something else that i i took away from a little bit earlier when you were talking yeah. i find this a lot with smaller businesses where they may not necessarily know social media. They may not be as great as social media. Like I'm, I'm not the greatest with social media compared to like Gen Z or kids that are younger than me that literally grew up with devices in their hands. Right. But I think right. the answer for business owners is like, we'll just hire somebody young and they can figure it out. And yeah. it doesn't sound like that makes sense when you're talking about the strategy and how social media becomes just a piece of an overarching strategy to help market your business. Is that right that I'm saying I it mean, that way? You know, I would say it's, it can be helpful. Like, you know, Tech savvy people, there's nothing wrong with hiring someone young that's excited and hungry. Right. Um, because they're the kinds of people that are seeing trends and they can translate that into something that can work for your business. Where they go wrong is when they just say, kid, go figure this out. That's where they get it wrong. Yeah. So when they are just hiring someone for the sake of saying, I'm going to check the box, that's when the approach falls apart. When they're focused on, I want someone that's going to help hyperdrive this and focus and it's their core focus is to make social content that's going to be effective for us that's where i think it's helpful and when i think of what that looks like compared to just let's put this 18 year old kid in front of a camera or just have them like responding to messages 
instead that's where they're getting individual contributors that say, I want you to grow your brand. I want to help the CEO of our company become more of a thought leader in the space. You know, I look at a number of folks in our audience in our UK, if I name drop a couple of people. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Um, Pete Kabuda out of uh, Databox. Like he's one of those thought yes. leaders that every single time I see him on LinkedIn, he's even posting about why is a CEO posting on LinkedIn? Like those are the kinds of people where he puts a ton of time and energy into doing that for his individual brand. But he's got three or four other members of his team that are also doing thought leadership content that are sharing learnings and insights. And again, they're a really data-driven company. But then I go and look at some homeowning or like I was just in Vegas for a roofing expo. That's right. And the booth right next to us, it's this guy, his name's Lee. He does roofing videos. He's out in Tampa, Florida, I believe. And like, he's all focused on just creating content all the time, but now he's got a team that also creates content. And what he generates is like this buzz around people in home improvement need to be creating content um, and putting it on their social media accounts and building their audiences themselves, not just like buying leads or trying to like get out in the world, but like you need to become your own entity. And social media is a great tool to do that because for a lot of businesses, like I'd mentioned earlier, they they're coming to find you on social media. You know, an interesting example that I was actually, I made a reservation for dinner last night. We're going out to a nice restaurant next week and all that. And I went onto their website and you're scrolling through, you're looking at their menus, all these beautiful things. And again, this will come around. <laughs> and what I did after that was I was like, wow, all these look beautiful and really polished. And then I went on their social media accounts just to see like, let me see a more unfinished, a little more like, Oh, look, I don't want everything to look like they took 10 hours no, totally. to edit it, right? Yeah, no, I do that too because it, it's, you get user submitted images and it's not the polished, yeah. staged, beautiful, because that looks great and that's wonderful, but you want you want yeah, the real you deal. the best dish of your life and you took a picture <laughs> of it versus like, I went and ate there and I got, the, you know, and you oh, do that yeah. for clothing brands, you do that for watch brand, you do it for everything, but I, th I find more and more folks are doing it for, you know, furniture they're doing it for home improvement they're doing it for all these different industries and there's such an opportunity even in like excavation like home improvement digging even like i i know folks that are doing social media and like the plumbing industry it's like the least beautiful thing you could think yeah. of <laughs> but they're out there you know taking videos they're talking to people they're engaging with them and what magic does it create when they say oh i saw your videos online and then i called you and you were the one that picked up because you're, you're, you're the guy in the yeah, video. you're the guy in the video. Oh, my God. And social media is working so well because of that, because it just gives you this more direct line. Um, you know, here at Impact, we're huge fans of video, but social media is the, like, you're not looking at Alex from Impact. You're looking at Alex Winter, the human being on social media now. Right. Um, it just breaks down another barrier for folks. And, again, it takes out the, I'm a huge brand for a lot of folks and just says, I'm just the guy that helps do this thing. Um, that's where I think social, again, continues to win. And that's yeah. why small brands need to take it so seriously and really focus on it, too. That's a fascinating point that you make because it gives people an opportunity to see almost like behind the curtain or behind the veil, right? It gives them a chance to really see what you're about, what your products are about, what your services yeah. are about in a, in a meaningful way. That's not just a business transactional kind of thing, right? Or a right. sales pitch. Um, so for me, it's like for small businesses they might struggle trying to understand that concept and trying to implement oh, yeah. that concept. So I know you have a lot of experience with this. How do you navigate those conversations? Maybe 
you're a business leader and you're trying to implement this from the top down, or maybe you're a social media person that's trying to get the company bought in. Like what advice do you give for people that are trying to get that concept that you just gave us? Like that culture is like that buy-in from the team so that they really start working a plan and they're not just, Hey, go do social media and make right. it happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, when I think about as businesses are getting started with social media, they always look at the big players first. And so if you're, you're the small team, let's call it like a regional, maybe statewide business. We'll use that as an example. For most of them, they're looking at the national players, the global brands, and they say, we need to have a social media presence like them. Um, but the the challenge that they always run into is, I would say there's there's really two main challenges. Number one is the natural audience. Their brand isn't known the way, you know, a national brand is going to be known. And so they can't just go out there and start making content and people just start flooding to it. It's just not how it's going to work. But the second one, and I would say more importantly, is is resources of they don't have the manpower, they don't have the time, they don't have the the time commitment, the tech stack, the insights. You could say a million different reasons why it doesn't seem to work at first. But where I think it always has to start is every small to even medium-sized business, again, using that statewide example, is so many businesses I talk to live off of referrals and word of mouth and reputation just as a whole. Totally. They get told by a neighbor to go check out this thing. They had a buddy that bought this product online and they said, you've got to try it out. That's where I think so many businesses need to ground themselves when it comes to social media. You can't treat it as this foreign entity that they've never done before. Their business thrives because of the relationships they build and the the genuine approach that they've always had to business. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a lot of businesses, they don't treat it that way. They just treat it as this digital thing and it's way different than how I've always done it in my world. Um, and again, it goes across any industry. Like it's easy to say, well, yeah, if you're in the home building industry or if you're in the, you know, the pool space or whatever, like, yeah, I've always been out there hands and knees, you know, getting dirty every day, but like it works for tech companies too. Like we, we don't treat social media the way that we treat pretty much every other marketing initiative, which is it has to have a strategy behind it. It has to be connected to the brand and what we believe in, and it has to work with everything else that we're doing. And so when we get started, it always has to come back to what's the end state we want. We want the relationships to be built with folks that genuinely care about us, whether they're ever going to buy from us or not. We want to create fans. We want to create people that will cheer us on. We want to create people that are passionate about the work that we do and what we do and how we do it and who we do it for. Yeah. We capture all those pieces. That's then where social media becomes a lot easier because it's no longer the, I like to call the idea focused approach, which is kind of like the spaghetti on the wall. They'll like shoot it everywhere and hope that something sticks. And the just, good old spray and pray. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's no longer the, I have a million ideas and let's try all these. Cause that's where a lot of social media managers fall apart is when they have a hundred people saying, let's try all these different things. Let's try creating some memes. Let's try infographics. Let's try a video. Let's try a team video. Trying to make that splash to go viral. Yeah. They're like, let's try everything and hope one works versus having something that you're grounded and consistent in, which I like to think is more the contribution focus or the contribution process, which is everyone understands the goal and the outcome we're going towards. And if we are all contributing to that main idea, the ideas start flowing but we are all understanding that at the end of the day, we're not going to create 
memes if you don't want to. It works well for some. It doesn't work for others. Right. It might not be on brand for some people. Yeah. That's, right. That's and they okay. don't have to do it. Like it can work for some and it doesn't work for others. But right. we all have to know that if I want to create a social piece of content for my brand, they all have to know where it's going to. And if we all have that North Star that we're aiming towards, then we're all rowing in the same direction. We're all moving in the same direction. And the ideas become more creative, but they also become more consistent. And that's where brands have to be more consistent. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And speaking of consistency, this is a great segue. Yeah. What does consistency look like, not just from a strategic standpoint, but then also from a delivery standpoint? Like how many times should you be posting a week, a mm. day? What's what's that rhythm and cadence? Because I feel like some people overdo it where they're like inundated, just like five posts a day and it's too much. And then other people forget and they post once or twice a month yeah. at best. So like what, what do you recommend is best for people to try to start getting into a, a discipline that is actually going to yield some results for them? Yeah, it really depends. Um, there's a number of factors. You know, number one is who's owning it. If it's their full-time job, it's much easier to say you could probably create more content than someone who's kind of just got another plate they got to go spin. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that for you to be safe, you've got to be posting at least two to three times a week. But again, it really depends on the business, on the goals of their social accounts and their social content mm -hmm. and where you're looking to publish. Again, a, an account like a, let's call it an Instagram. If they're going and posting on Instagram or Facebook or even LinkedIn, maybe it doesn't have to be every day, but it could be two to three times a week. I would say is healthy if you want to see growth. Mm -hmm. um, the challenge is always going to be if you're posting once a week, um, it's not going to, it's probably going to start stop a lot and you might have like a nice spike and then it's going to settle back down and you have these little bumps. Um, gotcha. For yeah, tools like, you know, a TikTok or even like a YouTube, you know, we kind of have this thing where is YouTube a social channel or not? But YouTube Shorts is pretty much the direct competitor to Reels and TikTok. Definitely. So you kind of have to treat it like its own social platform. That's where you have to be more consistent, I found. And that's where it's like minimum kind of two, three times a week. You have to be doing that. In order for your stuff to even get into the into a rhythm and gets found consistently, um, but you were asked around the deliverability as well as the consistency and scheduling. So yeah, two to three days a week, you're probably pretty safe there. Um, some brands more, sometimes less. But from a deliverability standpoint, you've got to be creating stuff that you feel confident is going to work. But again, it comes back to creating content that always feels aligned with your larger goals, with the strategy you've put in place. If those are all true, then then again, that two to three a week, you've just got to stick to the principles. Don't get caught in the shiny object syndrome because that's where your consistency is going to fall off of. You get really excited one week and you get you fall off another. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I didn't mention this earlier, but again, with the like the focus of is it your full time job or not? If it's so easy for folks to let it slip because social is typically not looked at as a sales driven initiative. It's usually looked at as another component like we've been talking yeah, about. Yeah, but it's already. usually top of the funnel, generally speaking. Yeah, so it's, it's like a brand awareness play. You're usually not seeing someone go from social to handing you their wallet and saying, I'm ready to buy. There's usually steps in between. Yeah. Um, so it's not always prioritized. But I spoke to a company just earlier today and they were running into some hardships around like, you know, they were having tougher financial times. They had to make some cuts and they said social media and frankly, like a bunch of their marketing, they cut right off the bat because 
it was it was top of the funnel. It was a brand awareness play. It was like we said, it's because they have to right. in order to be relevant. Well, and I've was, heard that before too. Like in when there's tough times with economy or, or things are going on with the business, usually yeah. the first thing to get cut happens is, all the time. Yeah. And it, it was one of those things where like I almost smirked at it, not in like a ignorant or like a, you know a way that's like yeah, of course you did. But it was one <laughs> of those things like yeah, a lot of companies make that decision. But at the end, what he said, and I thought it was really interesting, was. And I recognized that probably wasn't the right decision at that time. And I asked, like, why is that? And he That's said, good self-awareness. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I didn't, I didn't ask him anything. He just said he was on his, you know, his monologue. And then he ended it and he was like, and I kind of wish we hadn't. And I asked, like, why, why is that? Because obviously my initial thought, if you'd asked me a few years ago, I would have said, yeah, it makes sense. Marketing gets cut first and social media is part of that. And he said the biggest piece was, it was a way where we were connecting with our audience and, you know, people weren't coming to our website the way that we probably wanted. We weren't getting as many qualified people, but every time we were posting on our social accounts, we were getting people that were genuinely like fans of ours. Even if they'd bought from us in the past, they were still engaging with our content. They were interested in us and they would even get comments of like, I remember when you built our pool seven years ago or like you did landscaping in our backyard and we still love it. And how, blah, blah. how and awesome is that though? Yeah. And they just stumble across it because social just reignites people into, or maybe not reignites, maybe that's a weird word to use, but it, it puts them back in the view of, wow, I just stumbled back across this versus like they don't they wouldn't happen to land on your website most of the time unless they're looking for something. Mm-hmm. But on social, they might just stumble across it because they were they live in your local area and they might have just gotten you know right. teed up for that or they were enjoying other content in that industry and they found you. And it just triggers this like emotional connection of, wow, these guys are still doing it. And I remember when they were working with us and I was like, now, now they're seeing it themselves, the value that social can have and how important it is to not only stay relevant, but to be creating content that brings existing audiences and new audiences together into one place. Yeah, well, and there's layers to that too, because I I love what I'm hearing yeah. because you're getting you're getting clients that already had a good experience that are being reminded of something on social mm-hmm. that are then engaging with this content, which is great for your brand, but right. then also for potential customers seeing this. They're seeing real clients that worked with your company. It's like live reviews. I it's mean, amazing. It's, it goes it's back really cool and. And it's, it's such a storytelling element. And I think that's where a lot of folks, they don't spend enough time in social really focusing on, on these mini stories. You don't have to do like a whole about us experience, but it's like, here's this mini moment that just happened on there. They don't take the value of that into account. And that's like where being able to manage the comments that are happening on there or Mm -hmm. that someone maybe dubbed over your video and they gave color commentary to it or other thing, you know, you see a lot of content like that. Sure. Yep. When they're able to do that, those are these mini moments that can transform businesses if it's done the right way. And if it garners not only the right audience, but if you're creating the right content, that's driving the audience you want, because you can create content that nobody cares about and check a box, which is what too many businesses do, or you can actually create content that, people care about that genuinely they want to interact with and engage with. And even if you're not getting a million on there, if you have a hundred people that are saying, yeah, that was amazing. And I love that. And this is so cool. I want to do this myself. That's where you're actually getting like cool engagement and you're getting something that's unique for your business too. Yeah. You're creating fans. You have people that are fans of your brand, which is amazing. So this is another great segue 
<laughs> how many times or how often do you see businesses where they think the strategy of social media should be this way and we have to do these platforms and come to find out it's because the CEO or the the leader in the company uses those platforms and wants to look that way. And where do you draw the line in trying to learn from potential customers and how do you like position your content to meet them where they are instead of, I want to do it this way because I'm on Facebook and I want to see myself on Facebook. You know what, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's the great, it's almost the great dichotomy of, you know, your business owner versus your customer. And so many businesses get caught in the trap of, well, this is how I do it. So that must be how everyone does it mm -hmm. versus taking the time and the effort. And, you know, it's even looking at competitors. Like if you're looking at competitors in your industry, yeah, that's a great point. You, you might see that someone's doing it this way. And so you might feel like you have to catch up or, you know, you're playing, you're playing this mind game of how do I make sure that I'm covering all my bases Versus they might be spending way too much time doing stuff that's not doing anything. And you could just focus on where your customers actually are. I don't even know if there's a balance in it, if I'm being honest, Alex. Okay. I would say that most of the time, if not every single time, you need to be spending all of your time and energy focused on where your customers are and helping address what your customers are interested in. Now, are your customers always right? Not always. But are your, are, are your customers usually in the same place? Yes. They're, you know, it's, whether it's on the same platform, if they're in the same, you know, Facebook groups are a fascinating world to dive into of wherever they are, wherever they're interacting with each other, that's where you need to be, right. not where you want to be. It's very easy to fall into the comfort trap versus the actually business results trap. Yeah. So in order to listen to your customers and in order to really like try to get a, a temperature gauge or a pulse on what they want and where they're, where they're at, what tools can you use or like what type of data or analytics, like how, do, how does one go about doing that and using data in, in a real way to look at it and go, hey, we can iterate or shift our strategy to make it even better or maximize what we're doing. Yeah, that's where... I believe social media management tools come into play. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of smaller brands, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like that's, that's for the big guys. That's for where people want to, a lot of owners and marketing leaders that I talk to that again, are in those smaller, medium sized business range. They look at it and say, well, that's where you got to go spend 500 bucks per user per month to get a tool that we'll never use. Cause it's just not that valuable for us. Um, but social media management tools are the things that focus on, on four key areas. Now, number one is the scheduling and content planning. When, when we talk with businesses, a lot of companies, it's always a prioritization and capacity thing of we only have so much time in the day. I can't like remember to post this at 12 and post this at three. And then I have to like, like the, these tools are built to allow you to schedule things out and bulk them out. And also build a calendar that shows on this week based on whether it's holidays or if you're focused on certain campaigns that you're launching, it allows you to align everything and get ahead of schedule. And that lessens the burden of trying to get social off the ground because yeah. for most of them, it's like, oh, I don't have anything to post today. I got to come up with something and then I got to post it right away. And then you're kind of always playing this game of cat and mouse. Of, right. I just have to think of another idea. Well, and if you're a small business, you're an entrepreneur, you're building your business, you have a lot of- Got a million other spinning. things. Yeah, so to doing. have to stop and go into Hootsuite or whatever and try to right. like, you, that's it can, it can detract from you scaling your business. So exactly. coming up with ways to get ahead of it 
and create like a backlog of content that's done and you almost can set it and forget it. Yeah. So that's the the, first, that's the first main area that I always think about with social media management because it's the easiest one. It's the most tangible for, Oh, it's going to save me time. That's great. The second one is file management and within social media tools. And I think for a lot of businesses, this makes it easier for them when they might do repeat posting of like, we have certain deals running or we are, you know, focused on this for a certain thing. Like, or we have like an event coming up or yeah, something. Yeah, ev- events are a great example. It's yeah. a good one. Like they they have what's called a DAM, which is digital asset management. It's basically a library of all their stuff. Oh, so damn. what it allows, yeah, oh damn, oh, right? Oh, damn. Um, what it allows them to do is it allows a business to upload a bunch of stuff they already have. If you have an existing library of content you've posted before, instead of it being like saved on your desktop, you can put it all into this platform and then you can be, dragging that in and updating it and optimizing it right in the platform. So as you're doing the scheduling and your content planning, you've already got the assets built in there. So that again, allows you to get ahead, but it allows them to always be there when you need them later. And I find that's like an underestimated part of, of the challenge of social is having to constantly create stuff. You may not want to purchase the Adobe suite, or you may be using Canva or whatever it is, but if you create those resources once, and then you save them in there, you can always reuse them and change them up later. Um, totally. I would say that's the second big piece. Um, so really centralizing yeah. a pl- a one place, your, your source of truth where everything can live and be stored. So Especially that, for social. Yeah, yeah. And you can always download and pull it out, but it just gives you an organized way. And you can typically in these tools, you can tag things, you can right. name them in certain conventions, you can put them in folders. It allows you to get really organized. And the last thing you want to have, and I, I imagine there's so many people out there that are like, oh, yeah, I hate that, is having a really disorganized file management system. Like, it drives me nuts when I'm like, I can't find this thing. Oh, me but too. But as soon oh. as, yeah, like if you're, I imagine you're in video land all day. Like, if you have to, if you're struggling to find B-roll or if you're struggling to find a certain audio file or a certain oh, image yeah. you want to pop up, it's like, if you have to spend 10 minutes doing that, it's like 10 minutes too much that you shouldn't be spending, wasting your time. Right. On. And that compounds too, because if, if that's every video and every project, that 10 minutes over a week ends up becoming hours and hours of time yeah. of just wasting, yeah. trying to find stuff that you should just be able to, in a few clicks, grab, exactly. grab and go and do what you need to do. Exactly. The, the third key area that I focus on when it comes to social media management tools, again, for small businesses or larger ones is the community management side and the responding side. Now, I'm really passionate about this. Like you mentioned at the beginning, I helped run our membership community. We used to have a Facebook group. We did a lot of different You're very modest. You were a driving force in growing and scaling our our, uh, Impact Plus crew. So you have a lot of experience doing this. Right. And and my, my biggest source of excitement when it comes to social is really the engagement side. How do we help to be commenting on things? How do we interact with our audience on there? Who's watching? Who, what are we seeing? The community management and responding side, you don't have to go log into each platform and be on your phone six hours a day trying to keep up with everyone that's engaging, but you can do it all within these tools. And there's certain ones that allow you to do it. There's others that are more just the scheduling and the management side. But the tools that really help you take it to the next level are the ones that allow you to, again, be all in one place where they are, you're managing responding on LinkedIn and then you can go and jump to Instagram and be responding to comments on there. You never have to leave this hub that you're in 
and you're still being able to track the analytics and it's it's live happening. It's not like you have to go dig for them and hope you didn't miss one. It's like giving you notifications saying that you're always on track right. with that. It's like pulling all the data from all these different sites so you don't have to have like a million tabs open exactly. and a spreadsheet and trying to, yeah. I get and again, it's, it's from an efficiency perspective, but also like that's where brands win is when you're responding quickly. Like I, I have a course in Impact Plus that's all around um, like reviews and online reputation management. And one of the biggest principles that I said is if someone left a review in the last couple of weeks, make sure you respond to that as soon as possible. Show yeah. that you care. Like people want to be heard. Even if it's not a good review. Even if say, it's yeah, a bad one. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. You know, if someone comments and they say, hey, I was frustrated with this thing. It's like, if you respond right away, they're not looking, they're typically not looking to pick a fight with you. They usually just want to be heard. And if you give them a response, the amount of times I've seen one-star reviews become four or five-star reviews just because of the customer service and like, hey, they were really nice on, and they took care of me after something didn't go right. You're winning like forever customers there. And totally. socials where it's happening now more than ever yeah. is people don't want to hop on a service line. They don't want to wait for an email response. They want to message you on, on your you know, social media account, X, Twitter, whatever it is. Um, they want to hop on there and say, hey, I have this problem. They want to get a response and then they want to be heard and understood and taken care of. And then they're going to love you again. And that's yeah. it. Social's becoming more and more of that across every single platform. That's where I think brands are winning, but also where they're not spending enough time because they usually can't keep up when it's across. They post something on five platforms and they get comments on each. Then it's just this constant race um, versus having a tool that helps you do that faster. I love that. Yeah. And I, I really love what you're saying about even with negative comments, you don't want to sweep that stuff under the rug. That's an opportunity to show how you really handle oh, yeah. your business and how good your customer service is because not everything works. Not everything goes to plan and it's not necessarily the mistakes you make. It's how you handle the mistakes you make. And yeah. I think that's a really great way to do that. So we're talking about these tools that you can use to your advantage mm -hmm. and why it's important. There's also a big thing that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. It's called artificial intelligence. Yeah. And I know that's like the hot topic everyone's talking about these days. What tools are out there that you could, or like maybe some plugins or whatever the case may be that are AI focused that you can use on social media and that can help you automate or do some of these things faster, better, and continue to, to focus on all the things that we've been talking about. Yeah, AI is a super exciting opportunity to make social media, again, not only like more efficient, but way more effective. Oh, um, I like that. And, and that's where it's like, so AI can jump into your different, again, if you're posting using a management tool, or if you're just posting it online, like, AI is getting integrated natively by a lot of these social platforms, which is going to make it even easier and more accessible for folks. But there's a lot of tools and plugins like Flick is one of my favorite ones. And it's it's a really unique tool where it's really, it only focuses on helping you. It's more idea generation. But what it does is it's taking in all these data points and it's saying based on your industry, based on all these different factors that I understand that you're inputting for it, it's going to help you generate ideas that it's seen work. Um, and, and what it does is it's just analyzing millions of touch points where they're gathering data and, and input. Again, maybe it's just on LinkedIn. Maybe it's just on Instagram. Maybe it's just on TikTok. Sure, sure. But they're gathering it across the board and saying, based on what I'm seeing, and again, this comes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's like, what are your customers looking for? What kind of content do they want? Flick is one of those tools that's just really fascinating 
that I'm seeing win and I'm, I'm hoping more and more people are using that is going to, I think it's going to be the leader for, you know, their, their headline. I just pulled it up on here is supercharge your social media workflow. Um, Very cool. I haven't heard of these guys yet. So I got to check it out. They do everything from copywriting, scheduling, you know, hashtags, which who knows if hashtags are going to survive long-term, but like analytics, it does all these things across the big platforms that we all play on. Um, But that one's one of my favorites and it's just one of those evolving tools. But again, AI is also going to become native on every tool we use. We've already seen it on, you know, like all these tools already have AI in their algorithms, but now it's going to become more on the content creation side. Like LinkedIn, if you type in 20 words in a post, it'll say, you want us to create a post based on that? Right. And it does all these AI recommendations. Yeah, well, and they're even ingra- integrating it into phones now. Like the the new oh, iPhones, yeah. the, the new Samsung that's coming out, like they all have AI built into it to, to further enhance like you're on your device, right. on platform, like they're they're really leaning into this heavily. So right. it sounds like it's something that to really pay attention to. Yeah, you've got to pay attention to it and you've got to try it now. Like ChatGPT is one piece, but if you want to really get focused, these tools are only going to get more specific and more niched over the next, let's call it year, but over the next five to 10 years, it's going to get down to, do you want to have better engagement based on this kind of, like it's going to get so granular and that's where if we're not trying it now, AI is going to leave people in the dust with social media. Like it's more accessible than ever today, but if you're not using it now, it's going to only get stronger and more powerful and more effective the more data it understands and the more that it starts to catch up with the trends of social media today. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It's the new, it's the new dot com. That's what's, that's what's happening right now. It's a new revolution. And it's like the people, the the people that weren't bought into like, Oh, I don't need a website. I can still shake hands and kiss babies. That may have worked for a little bit, but over, over time, as we know, (laughs) everything's online. now. So that's, that's what's the, the revolution of AI is happening as we speak. So I think it's a good, a good tip to start practicing now, start experimenting, Start learning these things because it's going to only get even more advanced as we and move I'll, forward. I'll preface this before we wrap up, Alex. Yeah. That don't use AI to replace that kid you hired to do your social media. Train the kid how to use it. This is a good. This is a good topic because I was going to ask: there is is there negatives to using too much AI or just like copy and pasting stuff out of GPT? Creating any content is yeah. if you just have AI create the content for you, you're going to get sought out by people that say, yeah, you must have just plugged it into a bot and said, let me just copy and paste that. Right. That's not effective. It's not effective today. A few years from now, it could look like every other post on the internet because it's going to get more powerful. But in today's world, you need someone that is overseeing that strategy piece and utilizing the tool to be more efficient, to be, again, like I used earlier, more effective, but also to be really drilling in on how can these tools like again flick is one of those tools that's amazing for a content creator it's not to replace the content creator itself i love that that, that's the key i love that very well said connor thank you for being on the show i feel like yeah it's been about i've learned a ton today i'm excited to go get my hands dirty i want to go mess around with some of these platforms i definitely want to check out flick before we go can you let people know how they can get in touch with you if they have questions or they want to talk to you about all things social media. Yeah, LinkedIn's my jam. So I would say find me on LinkedIn. We'll make sure it's in the the description, I hope. And then otherwise, email cdelaney at impactplus.com. I'd love to chat with anyone about how do we get social off the ground and, and make it work for our brand. 
All right, and that's our show. So thank you for tuning in to the Endless Customers Podcast. We really appreciate you listening, and we will see you on the next episode. And hey, don't forget that we have episodes every Monday and Wednesday releasing on all major platforms. So be sure to go subscribe. That way you won't miss out on how you can earn trust and win customers in the age of AI.